0: Welcome to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast, presented by Dean Duplessis. We bring you up to date with all the ongoing fixtures, domestically and on the international scene. We profile players, both current and former, and tell you all you need to know in the world of cricket. Yes, hello and a very warm welcome to the Dean at Stumps podcast with me, Dean Duplessis. Great to be with you. And if you're listening to this for the first time, don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast via your preferred podcast feed or app. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, but to name a few. Now then, he's a man who terrorized many, many batsmen around the world for uh, a number of years when he represented... Free State, South Africa, Warwickshire, regardless of who he uh, was playing for. He had an international career which spanned from 1992 up until 2002, that of course was in the Test Arena. His uh, one-day international career started in 1991 and ended in 2003. He is affectionately known as White Lightning. I am of course referring to Alan Donald, South Africa's, uh, one of South Africa's and indeed one of the world's finest fast bowlers. And I had the pleasure of catching up with Alan Donald Uh, after the conclusion of Zimbabwe's very historical series win in the T20 matches. Don't forget, it was the first time that Zimbabwe have ever beaten Bangladesh in a T20 series or a T20 international series. And uh, not only that, it was the first time that Zimbabwe recorded a win over a test playing nation in T20 format. So very, very good indeed from a Zimbabwean perspective. Now, in the beginning of the interview, you're going to hear all sorts of crazy sounds because uh, the interview was recorded by the nets. Bangladesh were in full flow, uh, doing their uh, practicing, and uh, there were a couple of uh, weed trimmers, or as uh, Alan Don referred to them as weed eaters, as well, which uh, <laughs> caused a little bit of mayhem. Uh, probably about 10 minutes into the interview. I I thought of editing it, but then I thought, you know what, just leave it be, it's nice and natural, and uh, you'll probably have a little giggle at our expense. So uh, sit back and enjoy my chat with Alan Donald. Alan Donald, what an absolute privilege and honor it is to have you on the podcast. It's been eight years since you and I last had a chat. Uh, Hope all is good with you. Yes,
1: thanks, Dean. Uh, great to see you again, my man. Absolutely. Uh, I saw you walk there. I thought I recognised that man coming through the gate there, <laughs> sitting there, and just listening to what's going
0: on. The cracks of the bats here at the at the nets. Great to be back in Urari. yeah and you, you're absolutely right you, you know it's it's wonderful to attend these things because for me, just listening to bat on ball and the different grunts of the bowlers and you know hearing people saying just to make sure that you get uh, you need to keep played as late as you possibly can you know these are things that that people I guess who can see take for granted, but for me it's it's such a privilege you know to be listening to to all these things as well but um the, the, the stint with Bangladesh so far, you are you enjoying it? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I see it as a. I got it very late in the morning. I, I, uh, the CEO of Bangladesh cricket rang me around about half past two in the morning. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> asked me whether I was keen. So obviously, I'd, I phoned Russell the next day and asked him if you know uh about it and he was all too happy to have me uh, come over and spend some time the initial, the initial contract with bangladesh is only for nine months uh that is uh, you know i've already done almost four months so this takes me past t20 world cup mm, and yeah. then we'll obviously review it but it look it, i see it as a as a massive project because um you know we've got some very young inexperienced either one day or test cricketers um from a fast bowling point of view you know we've got rangana here who's one of the greatest spinners Mm -hmm. that's ever played the games working with the the, the spinners and tactically he's he's just listening to him he's one you know no wonder he's and to think that he's only made his debut when he was 30 years old um or maybe a touch younger than that but um and always in the shadow of of murray lutheran and for him to have taken 400 plus wickets is something squ- quite scary, you know? So <laughs> yeah. you know, just tactically, tactically, he's, he's been brilliant. But yeah, look, um, we've got a nice bunch of youngsters. We, 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 we um, you know, we managed to lose the test series in South Africa 2-0 and, and in the West Indies, but there's a lot of progress being made uh, since, um, you know, since I started working with these kids. So, but uh, it's, 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 but the tactical, And strategical now uh, is something that needs attention, a lot of attention and a lot of hands-on work.
0: We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation shortly, but I'm going to have to indulge myself a little bit at your expense, I'm afraid, old friend. But um, (laughs) I have to tell the listeners how you and I met, because a lot of people, I know that you actually related the story on an in-flight magazine once. And uh, so uh, it was 2009, second one-day international played between Zimbabwe and South Africa at Supersport Park. And my good colleague and friend, Neil Manthorpe, said uh, he calls Alan Donald over and says, AD, I want you to meet a very good friend of mine. This is Dean Duplessis from Zimbabwe. He's a commentator and he's blind. And um, because AD had been set up on quite a few occasions with a combination of slow ball bounces and so on, he kind of just said, yeah, yeah, right, and, and walked away. But I remember read- somebody reading me a magazine a little later on and you actually bringing that story up. But um, I guess that's what happens when you continuously set up with those, those <laughs> slow ball bounces by your teammates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got, I got uh, done hands down there, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, f- f- um, I think at first sight, um, and uh, I, when, I, when I met you, it was almost like uh, someone says, you know, he's a blind commentator. And yeah. you, you sort of think, well, come on now, man. You know, it's, <laughs> <it's, going> uh, <laughs> stop winding me up. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I just think when I tell the story now, and I told the story this morning uh, to Russell Domingo, and all his words were, wow, he's blind <laughs> commentator. You know, he, he does extraordinary things. You listen to him on the radio, and I've listened to you to you Dean on the radio before yeah. uh, and you've done television as well yes. uh, quite extraordinary skill uh, to, to be honest you know and, and for Russell to say and, and Tommy Mikpo just now he yeah. uh, was, you know he's, he's, his first reaction was no way mm-hmm. he's not blind. there's no ways you can commentate Whenever I said listen uh, if you have time if you have come and go and listen because sit next to this man and he will display his extraordinary skill yeah. which which is which is absolutely amazing so but for them to tee me up like that back then it was a it was a hell of an eye opener and here we are
0: today still chuckling about it 13 years later alan 13 years later um i want to ask you about what you what is your opinions on the state of cricket um what do you think where do you think we're heading? Do you think we're heading in the right direction in, in the evolution of cricket? You know, a lot of people are of the opinion that more and more emphasis needs to be placed on on T20 cricket. But then at the same time, uh, for example, I heard Ravi Shastri talking in an interview, and he says that there should only be five or six uh, countries playing Test match cricket now mm. I don't know how you feel about that I'm not entirely sure I agree with everything what is your uh, thoughts
1: I, I think it's very much everything look let's, let's just face it that white ball cricket now, right now and the leagues across the world takes yeah. priority there's no doubt about it I mean South Africa have just launched their league uh, um, there's a there's a there's a league in Abu Dhabi there's there's a, that has just launched as well um, I fear a little bit for Test cricket i must admit I, I, I fear a little bit and that's my favorite format uh, there's no question about it the best thing that the icc could have done oh hold on just press pause there for sure. a second yeah, sure. also shooting
0: at the...
1: just uh, he's just pulled into it just now oh ah, excellent because they're all... flying everywhere okay all sorts, all sorts of stuff. right um so I fear a little bit for Test cricket, and 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 and. But I, I, I do enjoy what the ICC have done in terms of the Test Championship, and when you finally get there, and we've seen the result in the first uh, the first uh, uh, t- uh, Test between um, uh, 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 final between uh, between India and New Zealand, yes. that New Zealand won. You know so it was a I think that's that's the carrot right now um, uh, you know if you if you're a proud test cricketer and you want to get there it's a long road to play in the test match uh, the the test championship final um, um, but uh, my concern right now is that the money is flowing in one direction and that's white ball um, you know maybe you know a lot of people would have their opinions uh, we need to do and the ICC need need to do as everything as they possibly can to protect the test match uh, arena um, because you ask a lot of like you like me like Russell Domingo like a lot of people still love the art of test cricket the art of the ultimate test of the game um, for five days um, you know so um, but the other concern is now you see guys like uh, David Warner uh, choosing to go and play in another league above the BPL, you know. So they want all the Australian players to play in the BPL, and he's now, he's now being lured with more cash to another league, and and that could be, uh, as uh, Adam Gilchrist quite rightly said, commercial suicide. But um, look, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I I just think that it's the it's the the true. The true beauty of the game that we love so much is the is the red ball and for me uh, I, I guess i'm just old-fashioned and but, yeah. uh, but I, I certainly a lot of people will have so many views on it and so many uh you know how, how are we going to do it And ravi sastri said only six teams should play
0: there and you know i'm not quite sure if that's the the right call Yeah, because how on earth, what incentive then will the other nations have to even uh, continue in for or promoting first-class cricket? I mean, if you, you know, how would it work? I mean, uh, how would, for example, I wonder how they'd even have a qualifying structure to have six test match teams playing. And then the teams who are outside of the qualification and and who haven't qualified, so to speak, to to play test match cricket, what incentive would you have to even try and promote the longer versions of of the game at at, uh, domestic level, I guess?
1: Well, uh, well, well, I think uh, the, the one upside of chess cricket is that um, the game has become f- much faster. Mm. Um, you know bowlers are, are more aggressive uh, more expansive your are real quicks take more risks uh, they they it's not all all about bowling dot ball after dot ball as you know but batsmen see it differently they see it like as an attacking weapon they they run rates now or sometimes go to 6 7 yeah. you know which is which is good to see and wickets fall regularly and a game just speeds up you know depending where you play um, but at first-class level as well because th- that's the biggest concern for me is that kids now just, all they see is the leagues they yeah. see the leagues they're not so driven and I've worked two years now with the ITech with the Knights in, in Bloemfontein and I was the head coach there and it, what you ask or you listen in the discussions some of these kids have about you know oh, yeah, I've got thrown my name into that league I've thrown my name into that league um, so the dedication towards a red ball really is I think at first last level is suffering a little bit and
0: that's a concern Did you enjoy your time as coach with the with the Knights? I mean I know that you spoke very highly for example of Gerald Kutsia who we were mm. fortunate to see here in Zimbabwe my gosh what a prospect he is but again I guess he's already focusing on what league to be playing in as opposed to Hoping to one day make his test debut for the Proteas. Well, luckily, you know, he's
1: had a bit of a taste with the Rajasthan Royals. Right. Uh, so uh, Gerald and I uh, built a, a lovely relationship over two and a half years with this kid. He's he's a big, strong man. He bowls really quick. Um, he loves the format of Test cricket. I can tell you that much. Um, so he, he he just thinks that whoever snaps him up in whatever league, is a bonus for him. Mm. But to play for the Knights and he's now in England, um, he's a backup one of the backup bowlers in a Test series. So um, um, I can't wait to see him uh, show his talents. You know. So uh, um, you know he's young. Geez, he's young. He was he 21. Yeah. 21 yeah. years old now, just fresh out of school. Uh, but, but a great prospect for South Africa.
0: Eddie, there's one thing I'm not fond of, but, and I don't think you are either, but people listening to this podcast love these type of questions, so I'm going to have to put you on the spot, but before we get into your, your career, which I'm really looking forward to talking about. In terms of fast bowlers on the circuit right now, from a South African perspective, right? We've seen Dale Steyn call it time, but who do you feel was the better bowler between Dale Steyn and Kaji Rabada?
1: Well, we spoke about him yesterday, Kajiso uh, and Rabada, and I remember handing him his his, 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 his uh, T20 cap. He, he, he wasn't in the test side yet, but or he KG he, as, as he's called, yeah. um, made his debut against Australia in Adelaide, and when he walked away from there, there's a certain Shane Watson that just said, this guy's built for the big thing, he's built for the big stage. Bowled 154, his fastest ball, um, and like a duck to water, and we thought, well, here we go. We've, we have found the next Dale Steyn. You know, Dale stain is around the corner. His saw Robert and Dale Steyn together is going to be um, uh, a, a different package. Two different bowlers, yes. Mm. One pitches it up a lot further. Eskidi is quick, swings it out at a lively pace. At his quickest at 150 plus, Dale Steyn was a sight to behold. Yeah uh whereas kagissa rubara um is uh and uh, is one again uh, he's one of those sort of he swings a little bit but also hits the deck really hard is taller than than, than dale stain right and uh and gets a little bit more bounce so um i have to say that if you have to pick between those two that would put me under immense pressure because uh um they but the, the the one thing that i will say that's that is the slight separation between the two is their consistency. Their consistency in terms of where the greats get measured, not only as a batter, but as a, as a, as a world-class fast bowler in all formats, is your consistency is a, of, of of how you win a game as an individual. And I think there's so, so little to choose between the two of them. I would say Dale Steyn probably a little bit ahead in that. And in, in, in his in his fifers and his his strike rate, he, you know, Dale Steyn's got the best strike rate in the world. Yes. And yes. Uh, and K G not far away, um, you know. So um, I would be very careful if I have to label the, two, <laughs> the, the, the the two. You know, one's got 400 plus. The other one's going to go past that. K G is going to go past that if he stays fit and, and he doesn't play all formats and get absolutely flogged across the world. Then I think he's going to be. He's going to be South Africa's, he
0: could well be South Africa's greatest of all time. Um, But you see, you see, here's a problem. If you and I had had this conversation 20 years ago, or, or maybe 30 to be very safe, because even in, in, in the early 2000 T20 cricket had been spoken of, but it would have been a much easier thing to say, wouldn't it? Because you just would have had your two formats, you would have had your 50 over cricket and your, your longer version cricket, perhaps with a bit of county cricket in the mix as well. Mm. But now because of the various leagues that people are playing and it's actually very, very difficult to even answer that question, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, you, you see, and, I, and this is KG is a great example. Yeah. KG came on the scene, everyone wants a piece of him. And, um, and there's all the leagues, he's played for Hyderabad, he's played for Delhi, uh, um, or he's played for Delhi to begin with and now he's at another franchise. Um, his pace has dropped a fair bit, uh, from high 140s to 150s to 138s. Look, I think also now that, that uh, KG looks after himself in terms of how, when he exerts himself, to up the pace to one high 140s um, so it, it's just so much cricket going on and, and you once once you're a labelled match winner there's very very little other teams in the world that's going to leave you alone aren't they they're going to keep yeah. throwing the dollars yeah. and that's the thing and and, and so we, we're not going to see a KG Rabada might, I, I reckon he, he'll retire a lot earlier than maybe we would uh, you know I would I was at 837. Thir- Some batters now are still in their late 30s and still playing. Some even early 40s and still playing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of fast bowlers and quality quality fast bowlers, the Starks, the, uh, the Hazelwoods, the Rabatas, the. Um, 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 oh gosh, I can You're name i trying to think
0: you... of. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: uh, heinrich norkier yeah. uh, these these guys you know, so the genuine quicks, and I think once that starts to disappear and people start seeing their pace drop and they 're not as effective as they are, especially in Test match cricket, you know those type of guys just light up things, they just make things happen and um, but i I just think that I said to Russell the other day, we must just enjoy
0: while we still can uh, mm. yeah. what they can what they can give us. How does a fast bowler such as yourself, you are exceptionally good at, at what we're about to talk about, yourself, KG Robada, Dale Stain, you know, all the, the truly great fast bowlers, Dennis Lilly um, and, and many of the West Indian fast bowlers, how were you able to creates the killer instinct because I would imagine you're not born with a killer instinct I will, I, w- I certainly wouldn't hope so but the pitch is completely flat the ball is mm. old, you have two set batsmen one in 100, the other even in 150 and yet the, the likes of yourself and the bowlers I've mentioned were able to dig so deep in yourselves and rip those two batsmen out and, and I specifically remember an incredible spell uh, which you were responsible for and you were a part of the Mohammad Azradine Sachin Tandulka partnership at Newlands in 19 19- yeah. 97 how do you guys do that um
1: i just think that it's an it's an in how do you put it it's a competitive edge that that i think most people have Mm. that you go out there with the attitude of one you're going to compete and two i refuse to go away and three i refuse to to be beaten. So I'm not going to let this partnership fester. I'm, I'm just going to get plowing away. I'm going to keep coming. I don't care what you do, how hard you come, how hard you resist, but I am not letting you go. And I think that competitive... I always talk in bowlers meetings or in a test match scenario or a, or a four-day game about uh, when guys starts to say, well, yeah, my action my actions slightly, I'm just doing this or that. I said, well, I don't believe that because I can't see it, because I think the one, the one thing you've lost is your competitive edge. You know, you've, we've, we've gone from being very good and all of a sudden a partnership forms or formulates and they, we step off the, we, the energy. And when I say step off the energy, we off the step off the energy behind the ball. We always talk so much about the running in and there's got to be energy, flat pitches, you know, playing Pakistan and India. If there's energy behind the ball and it's in an area, that's your only thing that can work for you all day long. Never mind if the ball starts reversing, um, you know. But I think the main thing, uh, Dean, is is the fact that I think a lot of the, the top sportsmen in the world they just have this amazing ability to flick a switch mm. and and to say no they they refuse to be beaten and I think that's that's that was my attitude that was my you're going to have bad days you're going to have bad days but if you Bob Wilmer always used to say, you know, you need to learn to scrap ugly, especially when you when you're out of form. And, and, and that has happened a lot. And I think the biggest lessons I learned from that is you've got to take yourself out of the, out of out of who you are. Yeah. So I remember in, at the Wanderers and I am absolutely convinced that walking down the steps that morning and when Hansi won the toss, I was out of nick. But the night before they sat me down and they said, Hansi said to me, he said, OK, there's, there's a couple of things I need you to understand. One, if you think, if, you, if, if you're going to go on that field tomorrow and you're going to worry about yourself, I'm not picking you. If you're going to go there and get upset about balls going down the, down the leg side or throw your toys, I'm not going to pick you. But if you're going to make a mistake down the leg side at 150 and you play the role of faking it the whole day and you fake it well the whole day, I'm happy. So I'm happy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a license to go. And, and, if, and if you don't know where it's going, imagine what the batsman's thinking. So just put yourself, when I, he said, when I faced you today in the nets, it was all over the shop, but it was a threat. So see, see the bad form as actually a good way of, of, the batsman don't know where it's going, but just imagine if you start getting it right. Just one, and you nick one off, and you nick two off. Or it just comes, but you've got to scrap ugly. But you got to take yourself out of it. So um, all I'm saying is, you better tell me now: are you in or are you out? Wow! So that's it. The foundation was laid. So it wasn't about Alan Donald, but Hans, he cared about me because his kingpin is slightly struggling, but he's got it now and front up tomorrow, and. If, if 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 it happens, if you if you bowl three yards down the leg side, he, he said, I don't give a I don't give a rat's where it goes. Yeah. But the batsman will be thinking, that is unlike him, first of all. But they need bowls a Jaffa. so you understand where I'm coming yeah, from. Totally. So it was a hell of a, totally. a lesson learnt, is that it's not about me. It's not about how uh, how good you were. Uh, uh, I know I know you're a superstar. I know you won of so many games. But tomorrow I can't give a a rats <laughs> yeah i can't give a rats what you think about your form but i need you to perform for the team and that was hard that was that was a but luckily i walked out of there and i thought okay well these guys actually they give me free reign to go and do what i, what I want so um the, I, I, and, I, and i picked up six in the first innings five the second innings all of a sudden that belief and that outswinging was back and uh, I picked up five in the second innings. And uh, I tell you what, I keep telling the stories to young fast bowlers about lessons learned and hard lessons learned. Um, um, and that for me was a mental battle that I got over. And that, that's such a great uh, um, uh, uh, lesson learned from a from a captain who who just who backed me once, he, uh, not once, sorry, he backed me all the way, and he had a belief in me. But he also said it's not about you, which was a great, fantastic way of 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 uh, of trusting your main fast bowler. It, it, it
0: just it's, it's goosebump material, Alan, because it seems to me that 20 years after we've lost Hansi, you, you, you still miss him so very much.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, and we often talk about him. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the young Free State guys, they've never not one of them has ever met him, um, and they don't know pretty much all. They they've seen him they've seen him bat on YouTube. Uh, but they, they don't know you know all the, the questions were what 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 sort of captain was he yeah. you know you know he was a, as a he was a massive friend he was a brother he was uh, we grew up together we played rugby together him and his br- we're still very good friends with his brother France uh, shame Yves Cronier passed away yeah, uh, sad. you know so he was very ill and uh, but Cronier marie still you know we still stay in contact with her and uh, of course Hester uh, so uh,
0: so the connection's still there yeah, yeah. Um when you have uh, uh, an illustrious career such as yourself and and many other great I suppose athletes around the world there's always going to be the rivalry there's always going to be the on-field duels now I obviously remember the one with Michael Atherton in 1998 well I I guess the first one in 1995 but that that wasn't so in your face really was it I mean uh, that was just as his batting for his life 1998 that was another thing entirely because you knew that you had him nicked off and he refused to walk Mm. and Things turn. So I guess uh, a question that I could ask, leading up to Athens and that, is: d- Does it sometimes mean that you have to cross the line in in uh, with the killer instinct? I remember, for example, the Tri-Series final between India, Zimbabwe, and South mm-hmm. Africa in '98. That that wonderful. Uh, final between India and South Africa when you yeah, bowled to yeah. drive it and I remember you said to Huntie "Right, watch this. You're going to have to just step out of my way because I now need to make sure that I get this guy out." And you went into overdrive. So, do you sometimes overstep the line in in order to ensure that you get the wicket of the opposition?
1: Yeah, that was a deliberate thing. I, I, I we were looking down the barrel there. We were we were getting smoked to all parts of that ground and Kingsmead. Um, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, Dravid and Tandulka were flying, and balls were flying into the stands for fun. And I, I turned uh, on the way back to my mark, I called Hansi over, and I said, "Listen, you better back me up now because yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bu- this ball. Whatever happens is gonna be a bumper, and whatever happens, I'm gonna get stuck into Dravid because uh, something needs to yeah. give. And it's not, it's out of my character. Yeah. And for, and I can tell that to anyone. That is completely out yeah. of my yeah. character." But I had to do something, um, and the next, and, and it was a good bouncer, and I thought he feathered it. I thought I actually thought there was something there, and I appealed, and I followed through, and I said things I shouldn't have, and uh, that was picked up on the stump mics. And of course, the 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 repercussions of that after the game wasn't much fun. But, yeah, yeah. but, um, a few overs later, he got bounced out by Lance Klusner, and. Um, when when he walked off, he got sent off by a few players, and and I remember Azruddin arriving at the crease, and he had a go at me, uh, and Hansie got stuck into him, and that had such a knock-on effect. But Ndolko gets up, then Azruddin gets up, and we managed to then win the game fairly easily at the end. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the Atherton thing was 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 a hard one because if I come back to 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 draw it, Yeah. Um, you know, I went in the changing room to shake his hand, and you know, he didn't want anything to do with me. He thought he thought it was out of out of, you know, it was rude of me to do that, uh, and and I, you know, we can chat about it now. And he asked me in one of the IPLs, you know, what was that about? Was that a deliberate ploy? And I said, yes, it was. It was just, it was just done up outright <laughs> <laughs> deliberate what I did, and. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say again, uh, role that I, you know, apologise for that, and it was out of my character to do so. But the other one in Tandulka uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Atherton, yeah. was, um, you know, it was a, a came round the wicket and he gloved it so hard. It was just, you know, it was a great catch by by Mark Boucher. And then what what happened after that was just the best 40 minutes of of theatre between two guys that. Cared so much about what they do, um, and uh, I think if I was slightly younger in '98, I would have handled it a lot differently. I would have, I would have, I would have not paid attention to "Don't give this away" by being angry. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. If you spray it now, the games test matches over tonight, so you can still be aggressive, but you still need to be so accurate. Um, and uh, I remember the very next ball was an inside edge for four, and I thought. Battle won there. I know I'd, I'd won that battle because he was expecting another bouncer. But to have to have to to sit down afterwards and two guys, you know, he brought me his glove, big massive fat red mark on his glove, <laughs> and he said, "You can have this for your your um, your benefit here Wow. Uh, you know, we had a couple of beers, and the next day it was all over really. So, but to 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 battle that hard. Between two guys and still have a little bit of fun afterwards was was immense
0: um, yeah. that was that was awesome to be part of unbelievable and and, and and I guess yourself and the great Brian Charles Lara have had a few tussles on on the field as well oh yeah
1: you know, the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the series in South Africa was massive uh, every time we you know Hansie and I got together before the series and he said. Number one, I'm going to play on wickets that are responsive. I, I, the only two bowlers I, I I respect there is is Ambrose and Walsh. But I can tell you, if if Lara walks to the crease, if you if you are bowling, you stay on. If you're not bowling, you are going to bowl, and you're going to take him on. You're going to chase him. I want you to chase him, and. Uh, I think I was quite successful that year, yes, very. That, that, uh, you know, nailing Lara, he, he also scored some runs and quick runs, but an absolute genius of a player, you know, so much respect for Brian Lara as a player, he, he was just an, a, a, an, an artist, uh, shot making ability that no one had. Um, to hit good balls for four off the back and front foot was just incredible to watch. Some of the balls that I bowled I thought, you know, you walk back and you just chuckle. All you need, you don't even want to look at it. And you think, well, how did he make so much little room for himself to go back so deep in the crease and whip that for four? Off, off stump. Um, yeah, he was, he was, he was a, a, a magnificent player. And I think that uh, not only that, I think he was one of the greatest players of spin that I've seen, oh, yeah. uh, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. We would forget that that last over of the day, where Robin Peterson bowled at the Wanderers, where he took him for twenty-two off the over, last over of the day. Unbelievable! Um, man, that that's the
0: ability and the genius of Brian Lara. Yeah. So, would it be fair to say that he was more difficult to bowl to than Sachin Tendulkar? Yes. Yeah. Because Sachin was more watchful,
1: where uh, Lara was more attacking. He was looking to score against you. He was. He was, a lot. And technically the the best player that I would say that i 've I've, I've played against number one is Dendulka. Uh technically, he could adjust he was brilliant at adjusting his technique on different surfaces around the world and that 's why he scored hundreds in south Africa mm. um, and and Lara, just pure genius, a stroke player that had everything front and back foot, quick feet, quick hands and um, and reflexes that that no one had you know so I think from a from a technician to sheer genius and, and the other guy for me that I think resembles one word, resilience, and coming back to scrapping ugly, that was Stephen Waugh. Oh yeah. yeah. Stephen Waugh for me was a he was a pain in the ass to bowl to. Nothing about him was pretty, but boy, did he have that instinct in him that we're talking about. Did he have that, that ability to compete?
0: He was just outrageous. Yeah, I, I, and you know there were often unfortunately well not often no no but there were times when you were involved in some of the best bowling spells of your life and and you, it's interesting you should mention that so that Michael Atherton one was obviously uh, one of them but then uh, there was a spell of bowling that you had to both the War Twins mm. in 1997-98 at the SCG so South Africa ended up losing that test match because Shane Warne just simply you know spun you out of the test as he so often did to many teams but there was a spell of hostility bowling where you continuously hit both the war twins, hit them on the back, on the body, the shoulders, everywhere and somehow, they, they found a way through and, and, and made runs but I think eventually you did get one of them out but these contests, I mean, that just keeps you in the game, regardless of the fact that you were firmly on the back foot in that test match. But when you get into a rhythm and a spell like that, I guess it keeps you interested all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I must say I, I, I owed the team one there because the day before I bowled like a drain um, and, and and wasn't effective. I wasn't proud of that performance. In the you know, by then they were 320 for for, for three. The two twins were at it and, and uh, I, the second new ball was taken and i just i just you know before hansi could say anything i said i've got this i've got this i know what to do so but i'm going to be attacking here so this might be the last hurrah you never know but um and then and then yeah the the balls fell just short of short leg balls missed guys just a short 45 and um hit him on the head hit him on the ribs and uh um, he, the, the only thing we couldn't get is a wick yeah. and uh, once again, you know, it's the resi- pure resilience. I, I remember hitting Steve Waugh three or four times in the ribs mm. and he took his shirt off and uh, unfortunately the timing was wrong for us to walk in the change room to go and have a beer with the, the Aussies. And he, the fir- his first words were, oh, you're coming to see what you've, uh, you're coming to see your trophy. Uh. And, uh, yeah, I'll show you and he's got a massive ice pack on his ribs. and. Uh, but uh, look, those are the contests that you always and, and it's the value that you have for the team. It's the respect you have for the team. It's you know that you didn't have a, a great performance the day before. And, and I felt terrible about that. But you're going to have days like that. Um, but it was time to, sh- to show up and, and, and do something quite special. And unfortunately, it didn't quite come off. Uh, I think 3.20 for three. And you, this is your best go at it. You need You need to make it work. I think that spell was worth two to three wickets um that that didn't quite didn't quite get there
0: mm. yeah I, I mean and these things do happen but what what would you say if you could think of a couple of test matches that will always stand out in terms of of the team winning and 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 you know those test matches that you contributed in towards the success of the team as well
1: well i think uh, there's there's for me there's f- four tests uh, in fact five test matches that, that I quickly go through. The One defending 116 at the SCG. Oh, uh, um, we were written off the night before. We were four down. finding de Villiers was just simply outstanding. Um, and once again, we ended up in the, in the Aussie change room and Mark Wall got up to answer Cronier and he said, listen, why don't you just lob a few up tomorrow morning and let get, we'll get this done? And, and Cronier's response was, you just make sure you bring the biggest hanky because you're gonna need it afterwards. And that's exactly what happened. So um, we managed to win that, that's, that's test match number one. The other two was winning in Pakistan. And, and I always, we always built this test team around beating and winning in the subcontinent, Be- beating Pakistan, beating India, and winning at uh, Fazalabad um, on a turning wicket, um, taking the last catch, I remember Moeen Khan swept, uh, slog swept, uh, uh, Simcox and I caught him deep square I never felt so nervous I ran under a high ball in my life but to win in Pakistan and then to win 2-0 in India was just the most amazing thing. That was in 2000 uh, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes and thank goodness we had the wrong, uh, the right end of the 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 the, uh, the pitch there because it spun absolutely square second innings and and, uh, and I think it was in uh, in uh, 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 Bangalore where we won the second test and, and it was awesome it was a I think we always wanted to be judged we Hansi said it early on we will never be a good cricket team if we don't win in the subcontinent and I think that that was the uh, that was the, the icing on the cake for me.
0: Um, we, we're going to wrap up shortly, don't worry, but uh, we're having such a good fun having a chat. But I want to talk a bit about your your time with Warwickshire. And I remember reading an article uh, where you arrived in 1987, very raw in terms of your cricket, very raw in terms of, of life, I suppose, because you were yeah. still young, 20 years old, 21. Yeah and um i remember you i remember you um relating a story about the fact that a lot of people were confused because obviously your full name alan anthony donald sounds very english uh, but little did people know that obviously english was not your first language you didn't actually speak a great deal of english obviously coming from the free state what, what was that like? Because I mean, obviously, people that you... I remember you saying you're, you had an uncle, Des, if I remember yeah. correctly, who yeah. reprimanded you severely uh, uh, about sort of attitude and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So that must have been quite a baptism of fire for you.
1: Well, backyard cricket, eh? The backyard cricket was the thing uh, and my uncle was very much involved in and, and setting that up. Uh, my brother wasn't the, 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 the biggest lover of cricket, so he, he ducked out of there when he got knocked over, jumped the fence and went home um but um he took me under his wing uh there's donald and uh, okay. and 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 showed me the way and 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 he, he was one of those old-fashioned teachers mm-hmm. he he's a, he's a headmaster by trade um and um he certainly showed that um uh, by the way he treated me very very little sympathy uh, f- uh, for for failure and uh, it's how uh, how i handled that failure is not to go and uh, i remember I, we I was for Bloom schools and he was the head coach of this and there's a guy by the name of Arthur Baker knocked me over six times and I started bawling my eyes out and he just and he walked up to me and he said listen I'm now telling you to pick this thumbs up for the fifth time okay so pick it up and get on with it so I don't want you to sit here and bawl your eyes out yeah. because this is this is you know Arthur Baker was pretty quick for a yeah. school kid. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I got I, look. I, I when I say I, sp- I spoke Bloemfontein English, it was it was an understatement. Yeah. I was very ragged and very loose. And I got to I got to Edgebaston um, uh, on day one. I had to knock on the door. I walked into that change room and there were big figures in there that I that I only saw on the cricketer and the Wisden magazine. Yeah. Uh, Amos Kalacharan, um, Humpage, uh, um, Gladstone Small, mm. Paul Smith, um, and these these are these are big big characters uh, uh, and, and um, Norman Gifford, who was club captain at that, Andy Lloyd. So, but the first guy that took me under his wing was 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 Jeff Humpage because he played at Old Greys. Um, he played for University of the Free State. As, a, as an overseas, right. so he sat me down. He, I travelled with him to all the venues. We spoke cricket. We spoke everything about cricket, everything about life. And when I came back from England, Jesus, I even pitched up there and uh, um, with an English twang. And uh, <laughs> yes, and and and, and, and <laughs> dad was was like, "What? What? Who's this? I don't know. I don't know who this guy is." Um, uh, and uh, um, so. <laughs> Uh, with long hair, but uh, I soon went back into the army uh, and lost all that. Uh, but, but, but look, that's that, that was a start of a very long relationship with an amazing club that I've got so much respect for. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an awesome... I, I, it taught me the game. It really taught me the game. The, 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 the county cricket, the, the, the people who influence me as a cricketer... Uh, great men. That wasn't even you know. Glass and Small wasn't a bowling coach, but he had this amazing aura about him. The amazing calmness. He was always next to me. Always when I bowled a spell, he was there. Um, and and he was a he was a, a calming influence. And I even as the season went on, I just said, I just want Stony next to me. If yeah. there was one guy that I'd I'd love to next to me, I don't want any tension. This guy diffuses any tension. Get, get Gladstone Smalls next to me, yeah. so it was a it was a it was an amazing you know and an honour to have coached there in oh eight oh nine uh, that was also amazing you know so uh, the Bears is deep entrenched in in me.
0: Yeah, I, I can well imagine that. I, I remember um, AD, you and I once having a conversation way before podcasts and all of that, and not understanding why uh, Graham Hick was mm. able to score runs and and I remember you saying to me you know what really confused a lot of us is that at county level he was able to play yeah Against and, and score runs against the bowlers who consistently got him out to test match levels so he was able to score runs against you when you played for Warwickshire Kirtley Ambrose when he played at Northamptonshire Waka Yunus at Surrey the list is endless Wasim Akram at Lancashire put him in a test shirt and he couldn't do a single mm. thing it, 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 it's one of those things that we'll never really know the answer to but it, it's one of those things that as cricket lovers we'll always be rather mystified about won't we
1: yeah it's, uh, it's incre- I, I remember a very a game uh, at uh, where him and Tom Moody actually got together a game with in a four-day game that was really evenly balanced. It was, if this partnership goes anywhere further, we're in trouble. We're losing this game and the championship, the state of the championship were like, Worcester were up there, Warwickshire were up there, Surrey were up there, your usual big clubs, they were out, up there and and Hick got 80 and I'll tell you what, you you won't believe how well he played. I mean, the freedom, I, I, I don't know whether when he put a test shirt on, was there too much Influence from coaches or captains about the way he should play, because he was a very attacking player. Uh, in if you put him in a first-class environment, very attacking uh, and a great ball striker. Um, and it's, it'll always be the myth of 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 uh, of, of Graham Hick. Yeah. Um, you know, very quiet and assuming guy, but bloody hell, did he have great hands yeah. at slip? was he a great player, you know, 100-100s, 100, 100. to score 100-100s, I don't care what the bowling looks like, but to score 100-100s 100, 100 first class, um, that take, that says something about Graham Hick, and the fact that he didn't quite make it at, at the top level, you know, is yeah. a, is a, is a, a, I guess a, a question mark and a question that will always be asked.
0: Alan Donald, it has been a privilege and an honor to have a face-to-face interview with you. You have, I don't think you know how many smiles and faces I, I tell you what, the first time I came across you uh, was actually in a day-night game. Uh, we, came on a, uh, we went on a family holiday as Zimbabweans to Durban in 1991. So in other words, just before the World Cup squad was picked. We went to Durban, to Kingsmead and we watched what was then known as Free State play Natal. And I remember this very clearly, 45 over cricket, batting first, Free State made 215, Hansi cronier getting 97. Um, no one else really got runs after that, but Natal being bowled out for 159. And my 16-year-old brother, Gad Uh, the next day we were walking in a supermarket and he just randomly turns around and his eyes were as big as saucers. even me being totally blind I could even see that (laughs) and and my brother just saying you know because he was used to Edo Brandes who was sharp but nothing as quick as you and and just you know so I guess what I'm saying is thank you for making so many people feel so awe-inspired by what you did on the field and thank you for continue to still be making people so awe-inspired off the field. Thank you for everything that you've done.
1: Thank you so much, Dean, and uh, i tell you what, your brain is, uh, uh, I, I think I could, I, I'm quite good at remembering things, but you, you obviously call rolling that off like you were there yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it, it, it was it was been a, a great pleasure to to play the game, and, and it's now even a greater honour to be absolutely giving back to the game and, and uh, uh, helping young cricketers become better cricketers and, and hopefully great cricketers. Uh, so it's it's a, it's an awesome privilege, uh, um, you know, to have uh, to have done what I've done. It was great. We had a lot of fun. Wonderful.
0: You've been listening. To... You're listening to the D Net Stumps podcast. All right, goodness me, it's uh, all sorts of technical glitches today, isn't it, but uh, what a wonderful uh, conversation that was with uh, Alan Donald, the former South African great who uh, gave so many people such huge amounts of entertainment with uh, the zinc that he used to wear and those devastating Yorkers. And, uh, and the bouncers that he used to deliver virtually at, well, fantastic stuff. Now, if you would very much like to contribute towards the Dean at Stump's podcast, maybe you would like to sponsor it, or perhaps you know of somebody who would like to sponsor it, please feel free to reach out on my Twitter handle, which is at Dean underscore Plessis, P-L-E-S-S-I-S. And uh, it uh, would be great to hear from you. <coughs> so there you are then, slightly unorthodox in the beginning with all the uh, weed eaters as alan donald calls them uh, making a bit of uh, noise in the background but i would like to believe that uh, you enjoyed that interview just as much as i did thank you very much indeed for listening and uh, we'll be back again very very soon until then take care goodbye you've been listening to dean at stumps zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast presented by dean Duplessis. Join us again next week and catch up with all the action in the world of cricket.